You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everyone. Chunks and a hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm your chunk. I'm Doge, and just wishing I could do this job for you, sir. I'd give her a ha and a hi ya, and then a ooh wah, and I'd hunk her, sir. Transylvanian Chicagoan. And I'm Carter, and <sighs> sorry, I didn't know what I was going to do at the end. You already did bar talk so well, so I'm going to leave that part out of the conversation. I'm Carter, and Oh, I'll get a chunk, Bartok. Hers. Marty. Marty. Barty. <laughs> <laughs> Barty, give me the vibe. We gotta go back. <laughs> Carter, once again, your Christopher Lloyd is unmatched. It's just so exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> it takes all the breath in your body. So many muscles. So yes. many muscles required to become Christopher There's Lloyd. There's much of it. Tell us about this hunkdom there, Dodge. Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, I am the hunk because much like Anastasia, my youth is but a distant memory. The day after this episode releases, I turn 29 years old. Uh, and so this, it's been fun, you know, being a kid. But it's time to grow up. And I'm going to do that tomorrow on my birthday when I turn 29. 29, that's a big year. The last one, I think, actually. Yeah, that's a big one. I'm already in it. And uh, just to give you a little spoiler of what's to come. Hmm. Uh, pretty same. Pretty same as 28. Pretty much the same, but you're going to get like a weird pain in your right shoulder. <laughs> I already have that. That's such a good way of putting it. Yeah, that's 100% true. That's going to hurt a little bit. Yeah, I'm looking forward to always being a little bit uncomfortable, mm. always hurting a little bit. Yeah. Uh, started that just slow march to the grave starting tomorrow. I was woken up last night. I'm 34. I was woken up last night by my back. (laughs) Oh, cool. Dude, I can't wait. I can't wait. This is going to be a fun birthday for me. It was just like, Cardi! (laughs) You're going to be fine. We shouldn't have played pickleball. You're back! Anyways. Let's try and send... Maybe we should send your back to the future. Day. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That would make it worse. Also, the hunk because it made some pretty good bread. Just I ate a piece it of looked it. gorgeous. Uh, That's some good looking some bread. Good, uh, a good old loaf. How was, was the easy how was no the need crust? dough? Honestly, very good. It's a very tight crumb. There's very few holes in it. It was super easy. It's just flour, yeast, salt, and water. It's a no need bread. So you just like plop it down into Dutch well, if you oven. You don't need it, then why'd you make it? Oh. It's a want bread. Mm. It's a want bread for sure. It's a no need. It's a it's a yes want bread. But it's very good. Super good. Had a little bit of it with some strawberry preserves. Had a little bit of it with some honey. It's very good. Hey, is it good? No. It's excellent. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you like bread. The other so thing- So that's just what's going on in my life. Thanks for listening to my newsletter. <laughs> what's, what's up, what's up I mean, with a big you deal. guys? I'm glad you shared. The, the, the thing I'm- glad about is not bread today for once 
can't wow, stop that's... can't stop talking about bread, but today I will <laughs> to talk about the first movie in our Forgotten series. The yes. way that we have emphasized the four makes it feel like it's a character in Destiny. Yeah. We found ourselves face to face in a war with the Forgotten. With the Forgotten. Never played. And it, um, about. the first movie that you all our beautiful, beautiful listeners voted for is a, an animated movie, as they all are. As they all are. <laughs> uh, that is non-Disney and non-3D, as they all are. And that movie that got fourth place but first in our lineup is, of course, known as Anastasia. Anastasia. Anastasia and I'd love Beverly to talk Hills. Go ahead. <laughs> I'd love to talk about it, but first, I need a synopsis from Doge. Ah. I'm Doge, and this is the part of the show where I come out and give you a synopsis. And I did just want to say this part of Can't the show about feels, like, huh? feels like the most, this part of the show feels the most appropriate to say this. We did receive another email from our good friend Nick Reganis uh, earlier this week. Nick linked us to a really excellent plot summary for John Wick Chapter Four and a really excellent plot summary for the menu. And then Nick says, take care, we're friends now. An invisible 10,000-kilometer-long thread unites us. Best regards, Nick. <laughs> I love him! What? The best. The absolute best. What a that's word, a summary. Smith. That's a synopsis of our friendship with Nick and kind of where we're at right now. Nick, if you're listening to this, what a sweet we love you and we're so thankful for your yes, contributions. Thank you so much. Yes, you're to IMDb. Thank you for your contributions to movies. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks uh, for extra credit. <laughs> Speaking of our friend Nick, he writes, In 1916, as Rasputin, the malevolent monk, casts a terrible spell upon the house of Romanov, the beloved daughter of Tsar Nicholas II, Anastasia, flees Russia with her grandmother, the Dowager Empress Marie Fyodorovna, only to become separated. <laughs> Almost a decade later, a band of scheming St. Petersburg con artists, Dmitri and Vladimir, stumble upon the 18-year-old orphan Anya and decide to groom her to pass off as the Empress's real granddaughter in high hopes of collecting a satisfying reward. However, the evil specter of the damned wizard won't rest until he fulfills his fevered curse. Wow. Will fevered innocent curse. Anya take Anastasia's place? Wow. Very good. Excellent work, Nick. That, Nick. that damned wizard. That damned wizard. Um, right before the credits roll. That damn wizard. That <laughs> damn wizard. Just him and Bartok wah, back to wah. back. <laughs> yeah, very appropriate. And they're looking at each other like, oh, you. Why I oughta. Not again. <laughs> hey, Doge, what is it called? The type of animation where they like, is it rotoscoped? Where they like yep. stick it on top of a real actor? Ooh, ooh, uh-oh. You want to talk about rotoscoping right now? Yeah. My super dump is the rotoscoping in this movie. It, mine almost was. Yeah, the I'm animation. talking about this. The animation is rough. It's important to note that this is not Disney. This was released the same year as Hercules, which had an $80 million budget. Anastasia had $50 million. Just two years later, Tarzan had $130 million. Tarzan's so good. Oh, my uh, I, I have to imagine a good chunk of that was the Phil tax. You had to pay Phil Collins for all his magnificent work on Tarzan. But and the Rosie twice as much. Yeah, and the Rosie tax, too. Sure, and the mini driver tax. It's kind of like everybody but Tarzan was expensive in that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> but uh, the rotoscoping in this is tough because characters like Bartok are obviously not rotoscoped. And Rasputin. Even characters, and the best even Rasputin yeah. is not rotoscoped. Which actually, uh, even, I think, lends some, some sort of surrealness to Rasputin, which is fun. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't care for the rotoscoping, but having a cartoon cartoon 
in the same scene as some rotoscoped, like too real animation makes him feel yeah. otherworldly in a cool way. Yeah. See, I don't, I, I think that none of it should have been rotoscoped because Agreed. all of it kind of just looks like Cinderella or looks like Snow White. I it's agree just like, too. man, this animation is rough. There's no, in animation, typically you have like a squash and a stretch is what it's called. If It's like kind of in between frames of like characters between poses, their faces like stretch to get them to the next pose. And it's, if you pause, uh, it looks really stupid and exaggerated and sort of uncanny valley, but that lends weight to the animation and like, even with our rotoscoping, it's weird. We're not really preserving volumes very well. Like as characters turn their head, their eyes and their nose kind of just float around (laughs) willy-nilly. I think the rotoscoping mixed with the more traditional uh, like animation of somebody like Rasputin or Bartok or even the worst offender is Vladimir's head and face are not rotoscoped, but his body is. Yeah. And so like the like total the woman the blonde woman that is like the assistant to the dowager empress she's yeah. not rotoscoped at all she's animated like all. Rasputin yeah. and so she Bernadette. stands out weird Bernadette yes thank you she stands out as funny looking like comparatively yeah. because she is not moving in the same way as everybody and else. I think it's it's the decision to rotoscope that ultimately probably saved us money I don't think it's a it's a skill level I think it's a time level of like we don't have it takes longer to animate this which means we got to pay our animators more per hour so we're going to have real actors act out yeah. these scenes and then trace over top of it which is what allowed this movie to come in at 50 million dollars instead of 80 million like Hercules which was not rotoscoped. Yeah. Uh but man just like the the stylistic mismatch between the rotoscope and the non-rotoscoped it's characters bad. and elements in this movie is rough. It's bad. Mm-hmm. You know I almost super dumped this too but I in my mind I was like can you super dump an animated movie for blocking? <laughs> it just didn't feel like there would be moments to where, yeah, it just wasn't matching. You know, it felt yeah, like a yeah. first run through of Anastasia. It felt like an Anastasia yeah. practice at times when we had screen full of rotoscopers. Did Now, did Bluth and Goldman, were most of their animated movies rotoscope? Uh, I know this one and Titan AE were rotoscoped. Uh, a lot of the so a lot of the Don Bluth movies don't feature humans, and so it's really not useful. That's what to I was rotoscope say. if it's not a human. Like all dogs go to heaven, they didn't have real dogs acting that stuff out. So you just right. draw what? a cartoon dog. We all know how to do so, a cartoon uh, dog. They didn't. I yeah, I'm no, so glad it's not though, a true story. I am glad that Anastasia made this list because I do think that this pairing, these directors, needed to be represented in a Forgotten series because yeah. they kind of are yeah. the heart of Forgotten. Right? They caught word that maybe Disney was about to have layoffs. And so they're like, nah, we're just out. We don't like the direction it's going. And then they do things like Secret of Nim and Titan AE and All Dogs Go to Heaven and Anastasia. And really anything that I would think of that could have made the list for Forgotten besides the big things. like Because really they did like, Pete's Dragon was one of the things that they did first in terms of animation direction with Disney. Yeah, But then they're also doing things like, um, oh my gosh, what was it? Like Rockadoodle, like all these weird yeah. 2D things, they basically had, they did them all. I couldn't believe yep. it when I was reading the list. Yeah. Troll in the, Central Park, Thumbelina, Rockadoodle. Mm-hmm. There's also in this wow. movie this weird, baffling American decision tale. to keep this certain level of realism in the facial animation or like the facial drawing at least where they keep the sort of like cheek indentation around the mouth that causes Anastasia to frequently look like she may be 70. It makes, it honestly makes uh, 
makes my boy Dimitri one of the ugliest cartoon love interests that we've seen Un- in one of these. Unless, unless the, if the cheek, it's the line that cre- is created between yep. like cheek meat and mouth meat. It looks like he's got a mouthful of food at all times. So does Anastasia so many times. And it's a weird look yeah. because if you take yeah. that away, she's very traditionally animated in the face. And so is he. But with that line, all of a sudden it's like, are they 90 years old? What? How old are these people yeah. supposed to be? I think it's a rotoscoping decision of like, we don't really know what to do with this particular shadow on our stand-in's face. And so we're going to draw it just as a line. It? And it's just- yeah, I don't know, man. It's like, because stuff like that's pretty common. Like if you think of Snow White and Cinderella, they yeah, both have sure. strange mouths and cheeks. And I think that's a rotoscoping thing. Yeah. It sort of feels like how um, in Marvel movies, the like floating head disease also absolutely also leads to a flattened nose disease where it's like their yeah. nose isn't sticking out from their face. It's just masked onto their face. And so when they turn, yep. the nose looks funny. It does that here in this movie, which is a bummer because- this movie rules. Like this movie is incredible. This is an it's, this movie has movie. to work against itself to succeed, and the fact that it succeeds shows how hard it works because of how good it actually is. Yeah, I didn't it's, like it's it. a, <laughs> he lying. I'm serious. No, oh. the music is great. Like music is great. My super pump is evil. Anything that was evil in this movie was wonderful. Anything Dude. at all. Okay. Okay. Rasputin and Bartok loved all of it. But uh, I'll do my super dump right after it. Just have me flip a coin for either Meg Ryan or John Cusack. Both incredibly inappropriate for this role. They, their pacing and the way that they talk was so lazy to me. It was awful. John Cusack was cringy to me at moments with the, like, his How much did he sound like Chris when Pine. he's thinking. I was thinking that too. He would just have exactly moments of just like being like, uh, 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 Anastasia. And it was just like, oh, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like how they. Yeah. So when, when we had any time that it was uh, Dimitri and Anastasia, I didn't, I had a hard time watching because I had the rotoscoping and a couple of voices that did not feel like they lent themselves to this genre. We're, we're also, and again, so you know, we've got, I think, right now. I think I can agree about. John Cusack for that. I I feel like Meg Ryan is great for Anastasia. She's tricking you. She's doing the Meg Ryan thing. She's tricking you. It's because she's just this down-to-earth girl that it's like, oh, I'm just happy she got a job is probably what it feels like. But Mushu, obviously Mushu is way out of place in Mulan, right? Nobody talks like that in that time period, right? But there was something about these two just really doing an American rom-com from the 80s in the middle of St. Petersburg and Paris? That's why I love no. it. No. <laughs> That's why I, I can't do it. it. I'm so glad they weren't doing accents, but boy, do it, does it stand out when you have, because we had such great, like Angela Lansbury, Kelsey Grammer, Christopher Lloyd, Hank Azaria. Their voice acting is doing so well. And I have to, like, it yeah. really is just our main two, which is such a bummer. It's like loving everything about Beauty and the Beast, but Belle and Beast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so for me, it was loud. just so diluted. In the middle of the watch, man, Meg Ryan was such a great choice for this. I said out loud no. to Callie. Um, no, let's do this. I'm I'm so pumped right now. I can smell so I think- the, the conflict here and I'm very excited. <laughs> Listen to me. Evil is my super dump for the movie. Ooh. Oh, whoa. Yep. And here's the thing. By the way, it, it gets complicated. I know I'm doing a thing right now. It gets complicated because I really love Christopher Lloyd. And like, I love Rasputin. He's so interesting and he's so gross in a way that Disney's unwilling to do that I really think Rasputin is like 
up there for great animated movie villains. Maybe had a not, great song too. Yeah. Like maybe not in execution as much as just That's like- That's Jim Cummings, by the way, singing yeah. that. Dude, hey, singing voice as Scar. He started and I was like, I was like, man, this sounds so much like Jim Cummings. And Callie, usually when we're watching podcast movies, Callie will look up things on IMDb so I don't spoil yeah. stuff for myself and get distracted. Mm. And she was like, hey, great call. This is in fact Jim Especially Cummings. when he's singing and there's some green smoke flame. I was like, right? wait, what oh, is Yeah, it? for sure. Oh, and Where's shadows the of the minions dancing on the walls. Like, oh yeah. my God. But yeah. he, so the- I think I'm a little informed on this super dump just because of the Anastasia stage play because it's so fantastic, uh, which which awesome. uses most of the same music and then adds some music. But the the biggest downfall of this movie, unfortunately, and I love Bartok and Rasputin; they're excellent characters. But the biggest downfall of this movie is the magical realism. I think that if this movie is just a story, like a wishful thinking yeah. story about somebody who was like, man, wouldn't it be so wonderful if Anastasia lived and her grandmother let her just live in secret and keep doing her thing because she deserves a chance at a normal life after such a horrible childhood. I think this is a stronger story and gives us room for more, um, a little more like I want song moments. Yeah that is taken up by Rasputin and Bartok. It, this is a very complicated super dump for me because Rasputin and Bartok are so strong and sure. so fun. Um, it is and, weird that how it, how it kind of became like Fantasia yeah, at times. At the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so really um, weird. for me, complicated super dump because I love them. But yeah, the, the evil is really, it's the magical element of the movie that is my super dump just because I think it's a stronger story that, that stands sense. more on it. I think this movie is remembered mm-hmm. more fondly if it just sticks to here's a, a grounded story about what what if Anastasia survived. Yeah. Yeah. Probably so one of the allow w- me to play the the traditional Carter role and try and bridge the gap between the two of you guys <laughs> as I'm We're as I'm listening so to this. I'm incredibly comfortable sitting in the conflict if you don't feel the need to uh, do that. I know Carter's not though. Carter likes to make sure that we're no, all still friends at the end of disagreeing with each other. Carter, um, Carter's fine if he's the one who disagrees. He just doesn't want his friends to disagree <laughs> with each other. He's yeah, comfortable here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm so fine if like I'm Carter. right. I'm not fine if each of <laughs> yeah, you okay. think you're right. <laughs> That's how that goes. So Carter, you're super pumped. It, it feels like, so Anastasia is pretty clearly two movies happening at the same time. Sure. Like yeah. it's pretty clearly the like, the the Anastasia and Dimitri story Plus, there's a curse on the Romanov family story from uh, Great Value Jafar and Great Value Iago. Mm. Um, <laughs> so it so feels like it feels like each of you is preferring the like one of those two movies. Because yeah. Jordan, I know you said you like uh, Meg Ryan. I don't know how you feel about John Cusack. I liked but him. Their their performances are pretty like flat and subdued, and they're not the over the top animated voice actor performances. Yeah, let Vlad. Yeah, and. Usually any lead, even if we're talking Disney, yes, we're talking about Forgotten because it's not Disney, but we can't not. Because Disney does sure, yeah. was the first animated series we did. Well, and and all Disney, you can't tell me that Disney is the you bar. You know? <clears throat> Disney right, you is can't tell bar. me they weren't thinking of Disney when they of were making course. this. Like this is so, it's like yeah. I, I was joking, but it is so clearly uh, Iago and Jafar. Really, it any so lead clearly though, Scar's song any, from the Any title character is never the most interesting thing. No. Yeah. They're always right? the straight but, man. They're always the sort yeah. of like flat, take everything at face value type character. They let everybody yeah. else be goofy. Most of the time. It just sure. feels like each of you is wishing that the movie was more of one thing than the other. Yeah. You know, and I think too, 
I think one of the most underrated Disney villains is someone who did kind of the Rasputin vibe very well. And it's Dr. Facilier from Princess yeah. and the Frog who sure. has this yeah. some connection to an underworld and uses that in a really intimidating, realistic way, a little bit more realistic than this. But yeah, Jordan, I can't, I can't discount your Same, super dumb. Honestly, it gets I, crazy. I really like Especially those when we have like our little weird astral green goblins yeah. that show up. It was creative, but it just didn't it didn't fit the train. It felt thing like got the goblins were representative of like bad luck. It felt like they were supposed to just yeah. be when people say like there's gremlins in the system today or something like that's what it felt like. I'll tell you though, I really, really love the animation of Rasputin. I wish that yeah. we got more 2D traditional animation with like grotesque almost body horror with like his neck stretching out to or his arm stretching out to yeah. like ligaments and his and mouth dropping into his beard. I don't know. It was cool. Burton, and I really Burton liked that. Like, and yeah, I, I yeah. found myself last night watching this thinking, this is not even the best type of this animation, but I adore 2D animation. Yeah, I and really I miss 2D animation. More. I think it's why I love Klaus so much because it feels like the next evolution of 2D animation and nobody's really doing that. Yeah. Um, but I so you can do so much with the medium of 2D animation that you simply yep. just can't pull off in 3D or uh, real life. And I, yep. I just adore this, and I think it's gone. I think it's done, and and that really makes me sad. In a I have good in a news. very get off my lawn way. I have good news for you. I was feeling I had the exact same sentiment, and so I was just looking because to be honest, it was one of those things to where. Old old person in Hollywood, you got to check and see if they're even alive for sure. one thing. Uh, but Bluth and Goldman have, they have another animated movie that's coming out. What? 2D animation to which mm -hmm. their lead is Ryan Reynolds. Whoa, what is this? What movie? Um, I can't find it. My computer's being slow, but it's basically like about a dragon. It's like a medieval type story. A wow, 2D like, animated movie like about a medieval story about a dragon? That'll never work. That'll never, that'll I don't never know if work. it's going to work. Yeah, they just they haven't learned. They just keep doing ripoffs. It's hard not to rip off after the IP gets that big. Sure. Let me find it. I think it'd be easier on my phone. <clears throat> Y'all keep really talking. Cool. I'm very excited. Called. I I just I found myself longing after this was done, A, to just burn through the other three movies in this series. I'm so excited to watch them. Yeah. But B, like it made me want to just do a marathon of like Emperor's New Groove and Atlantis and Tarzan and just like there's yep. so many gems, like genuinely fantastic movies with and I think I think what I realized for me watching this movie yesterday is I think 2D animation might be the best way to present a musical. Mm, it's me. a great way to present it. Yeah. It, it, it is so there's something so fantastic and like, not lighthearted. What's the word I'm looking for here? Like, um, unserious and like weighty or non-weighty. The 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 lightweight nature of 2D animation makes musicals. I'm just thinking of like the song in the square with Belle at the beginning of Beauty and the Beast yeah. and how much fun that song oh, is. Sure. Yes. Oh man, I. I was not expecting to be filled with like a nostalgic melancholy when I watched this movie because right. this movie isn't that nostalgic for me. I think I've seen it once. Same. Yeah, prior this is maybe this. my third time. And I wasn't expecting to be filled with such a like deep sense of nostalgia. But man, I just want to spend my entire weekend watching 
every movie that didn't make the cut for this series. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Don Bluth flick that is in production right now is called Dragon's Lair the movie. Dirk the Daring, Dragon's a night- Lair, as in the the, as in the old game. arcade game? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Dirk the he Daring, a, a knight who like sets out to rescue Princess Daphne from the evil dragon Singe and a wizard yeah, named dude. Mordrock. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Very Don Bluth is like a supervising director of those arcade games. So that's a Is still- that what the animation is going to look like? Is it uh-huh. just going to look like the game? <gasps> yeah. yeah. That's so fun. Isn't that fun? Ryan Reynolds. Wow, dude. You got to think maybe Pumped there's a bit of, of a nostalgia court. for him in real life to do something Probably. like that. It's really I've interesting. I've never played those games in my life. Pull somebody like that. Because uh, Princess Daphne was a little a little booby for my parents, I think. So I wasn't allowed to. Oh, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Wasn't allowed to participate in those particular games. But but I'm going to participate now. I'll tell you that. Yeah, do it. Nobody can up. stop me. I'm a big no boy. Do it then. Man, I just I just got so... Future pumped for the rest Future of this. Future pumped. Yeah, uh, series. I think that yeah. Anastasia the movie is, um, man, I'm so excited. I don't know what it says about me that I get so pumped when one of us fully disagrees with me, but oh, I'm, I feel it in my bones. Conflict. I loved it's a good thing. this movie. I've, I was so thrilled. I didn't want it to end. And I'll talk about the biggest reason why later, but I just think that even with the weird rotoscoping, there's something beautiful about this movie, particularly when they are um, training her to be like a princess and all of these scenes, I know it was probably for budgetary reasons, but it really works to have these characters on top of what is functionally like oil paintings. Like a Monet. Yeah. It looks so awesome. That was cool. No. It's such a unique... Um, unique to 2D animation way to show yeah. character. Because that's a real painting of Paris, right? I think I so. I don't know. I don't know if it's like- It looked really the, recognizable to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think but, so. I don't know. Yeah. What are we going to call people- like, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the opening, the opening ball, that room is yeah. gorgeous with all those people dancing. It's so cool. Continue, oh, yeah. Carter? Well, when she's singing and they pop out of the- it's like to memory. the empty ballroom and then the ghost starts yes. yes. haunting. Yes. That song in itself has yeah. a really interesting vibe for me that I love. Is that Once Upon a, a December? Is that that song? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-oh. That song's my super pump. It's amazing. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a fantastic song. That wasn't even the song that was it's nominated like a- for best song. Was that's it crazy. her song in like the Oscar? Put yes. One step, one <clears throat> yeah, foot. The, the past. To me, that's that's the best song in the movie, like the best written song in the movie to me. Yeah. But Once Upon a December kicks you wholesale Heine. Wow. Talk to me, Dush. What what's what's your what's your draw to that song in particular? Oh, I think it's like an all-time great it really is. nineties so animated movie song. Like it it's fantastic. When we mm-hmm. saw it, uh when Anastasia came to Dallas, that was my favorite part of yes, the so stage good. play. Like that's such a like haunting melody, perfectly captures that like it. early 1900s, like Russian ballet mm-hmm. vibe. It's just really, really well written. And in a Agreed. way that sort of, to me, stands out from the rest of the music in this movie, which is kind of, uh, I don't want to say paint by numbers or by the book, but it's pretty much exactly what you would expect from something like this. Yeah. And Once Upon a December is not yeah. to me. I think it it stands out as a unique creative decision. I totally get that. Yeah. And I think that... Um, we really need to go to shout announcements here, but before we do, just to to agree with you and, and and jump on about Once Upon a December, I remember getting to the Anastasia stage show and telling Callie, like, I don't really remember anything about this movie. Dude, really not much. We're going to have the story. same story here. Yeah. But then Once Upon a December came on, I was like, oh, 
I remember this song. I was on yeah. yeah, I was on my Sesame Street sleeping bag with my stuffed toys around <laughs> me when I heard that in my head, sitting yep. there at the wow. Broadway in my 30s. Totally. Like, oh my God. Totally. totally. The cool of the AC. What you know, it was excellent, just excellent, like, excellent song. Super nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, let's go to shout announcements. We'll keep talking after. Announcements. Oh it's the goodness. part of the show. Some Mariah Carey whistletone action there for you. It's the part of the show where we give shout outs and same. make announcements. Give a shout out to, uh, <laughs> well, here's the deal it's you, it's me, it's us, uh, it's That's us and uh, Mario. That's how I do the Mario voice, and I won't be taking any notes. Uh, That's almost as good as Chris Pratt's, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, very excited! It's it's a me, it's a me Mario. That's next week. You no, know, it's a it's a me. Comes out next week, Coming and we're going to be talking about it. We're going to see Mario next week. It actually releases on my birthday. That's right, Chunky. It releases on a Wednesday, so yeah, that's make weird. sure and look at that because you could get tickets for tomorrow. That's so Nintendo. Honestly, it's Classic so Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. Classic Wednesday release. Classic Nintendo. Speaking of Nintendo, <laughs> uh, for everybody on TOTK Watch, like I am, that gameplay trailer, though. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good. looks amazing. That game's going to be the like best game of all time. I can't wait. So, yeah, check Anything out Anything else we week. have to say here? Nope. Nope. Mario next week? Mario next week. Then, then let's go back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was good until you continued it. <laughs> Can I super pump? Please. I just want to continue the train, if that's okay. Do it then. Um, my super pump is- But it crashes. It does crash though. It does crash. It crashes end. in the movie because all the Everyone green goblins- Everyone continue the train. My super, hey, my super dump was together. almost the train crash. It's so over the top. Yeah. If they blow up dynamite 30 feet from other dynamite, the other dynamite's probably going to blow up too. Just saying. Are you, so you're a dynamitologist? I'm a dynamite now? expert. We've seen the end of Mulan. We know how this goes. I know how it goes. Um, my super pump is just the soundtrack as a, yeah, as a whole. It's great. The music yeah. is incredible. Okay, there yeah. is Oscar a reason. Nominated. There is a reason that this movie that is not held in as high regard as Disney got its own stage production that is excellent, and it's because that yeah. stage production takes about seventy percent of this music, adds an additional mm -hmm. handful of songs that are equally good, and is a really, really excellent uh, music. I think. I think I would argue that the music in Anastasia is like a nine out of ten on the scale of yeah. animated movie. That music. was their strongest team, for and sure. I think, and I think the movie itself is probably closer to a four or a six out of ten. Yeah, it's so good in terms of something like like The Lion King would be the gold standard, where the movie is a ten and the music is a ten. Uh, like the story, um, the animation is on the movie side, and I think Anastasia is far short of the baseline on those things, yeah. but the music is like, is legit competitive with Disney. I think I agree. I think the music is what makes this movie land at the 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 rating it has mm -hmm. yeah. versus the rating that the movie itself purchases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With less good mu music. The yeah. 1998 and Oscars was a jam-packed best original song full of nostalgia too, because we had an Anastasia song. We had Go the Distance from Hercules. Ooh, we no had chance, Anastasia, How Do sorry. I Live from Con Air. How do I live without you? We Golly, basically hit almost song. that entire category. I, I forgot All that's of from them Con lost Air. Because My Heart Will Go On. 
came out. Yeah. The same oh, year. Okay. What so, a so, year. Celine wow. Beat that. Isn't that amazing? How fun. Wow. You know what's crazy is. is that with with all the excellent movie musicals for like kids and above that have come out, things like Coco and Encanto and Frozen and Moana, like these truly excellent movie musicals, nobody has written a song as good as Go the Distance from Hercules. Like I love nobody so has much. written a song like let's let's go back to a time where we I mean, would bring in the Michael Boltons of the world to just shred a track. Yeah. Would you say would you say let it go hits that? No. Probably. It does. I think let it go is for, at for least as good as go the distance. Pop culturally, yes. But as a song, no to me. Yeah, it's for its own it's it's modern. Modern go the distance, I guess. But I think I interrupted it, you when I was talking about that category, the nineteen ninety eight category. I think you did too, but good news. I forgot, so it doesn't even matter. Yay. I forgot what I was gonna say. So did Anastasia. How did she just forget everything about her? Yeah, let's talk about that. She was concussed. And if you know anything about concussion, hard most people <laughs> to most death? people that play football and hockey don't even know uh-huh. where they are. They didn't even know they were professional athletes. They just yeah, keep I guess playing. Once you get a concussion, it kind of told, just is hey, like a you're reset. gonna get paid this. Let me just sing you this tune. Here's a music box. Let's move on. How do you okay. feel about today's game? Can somebody recap for me? Yeah. <laughs> That's how all those interviews yeah. go. I got hit right at the end. Did I score any of them? Yeah, she completely forgot. It would be so different if our young Anastasia, Kirsten Dunst, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, if our yeah. young Anastasia was like three. <laughs> right. Or four. She looked right. But ten. real Anastasia wasn't three or four, huh? Right. She was eight. Yeah. And they needed her to remember Dimitri too. That was a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or Dimitri yeah. to be able to remember her. Did you know? I guess is a better. So young Anastasia singing, which was a very small amount of time, is Gretchen Wieners. Yeah, yeah dude. Yep. That's amazing. <laughs> hey, the singing voice of adult Anastasia is the singing voice of Jasmine in the Aladdin sequels, which yeah. uh-huh. I picked up on immediately because I watched so much Aladdin. Was it King of Thieves? Prince of Thieves. The one yeah. with the the. Prince of Thieves, is that the one where he finds the hand of King Midas and accidentally turns a bunch of stuff to gold? Is that the right one? Maybe. He's in search of his dad. And yes, goes down that's Aladdin 3. Because, yes, yeah, because Aladdin 2 is Jafar's Revenge. So I right. watched more, I probably watched more Aladdin 3 than Return of Jafar as a kid. And maybe equal amounts Aladdin 3 as Aladdin 1 as a kid. I mm-hmm. loved the Midas hand Aladdin so much. Three is I've when they got Robin seen back, that one right? one time. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Because they didn't have Robin for the second one. Right. He was mad. In my he memory, upset. Prince of Thieves beats wholesale Return of Jafar. Hmm. I need to watch it again. It's probably on Disney Plus, yeah? I would imagine. I would imagine. I would imagine. So. But yeah, the, the voice of Anastasia is so nostalgic to me when she sings, which I think has to play into how She's much I love amazing. this. Killer, really they good. Uh, they had so J.K. Simmons was an extra in this. He was like background vocals and like what? part of the chorus singing. Really, this is J.K. Simmons' first voice acting role. He's credited what? like he's at the very end of the credits. He's just kind of like an extra voice. We're like we need somebody deeper and gruffer. He's like, I'll do it. So <laughs> wow, I got him. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Kelsey Grammer has a great voice. He does. Yes. Being one of the only ones that sings. Bad for takes. Him, him and Angela Lansbury are the only ones that do both, it feels like. 
Kelsey Grammer's character, Vladimir, was very tough for me visually because he had a normally proportioned body and then this absolute porky pig head that was totally like extremely off-putting because his body was rotoscoped and then they're like, let's put a cartoon head on top of it. And it just looks terrible. Yeah, he's like some sort of abomination. I yeah. um Carter's hard to look at because his body's regular, but his head is horrendous. Body, head is body human head porky. I don't know. It's weird. It's so big. We need to come up with a name for because you know how we have a uh, double dizzer. It's like someone who did a voice acting role multiple yeah. times for Disney. What do we do sure. about someone who's in a forgotten and in Disney like Angela Lansbury? What do we call hmm. them? A traitor. A oh, yeah. <laughs> So we have there our first is. trader here is Angela. Angela. Guys, the difference between John Cusack's speaking role and the guy singing for Dimitri. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. so different. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty insane. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I really, I don't know that we gave it the time necessary earlier, but I cannot get over how much John Cusack sounds exactly like Chris Pine in this movie. He sounds he 100% identical to Chris I can Pine. Hear we had that same thought. I didn't catch it at the moment. That would have been more fun, but. His performance in this uh I don't know. I think there is a problem with the directing in this movie because like for for an animated movie like this, that's part of the problem with animated movies of the last 10 or 15 years is instead of getting legit voice actors, we've got actor actors, yeah. face actors, body actors to do this stuff. And it's there's something different about voice acting versus regular acting. You have to be a little more- uh, You can't talk over each other. Like they elevated, do it all the time. I'm- I'm not trying to, I, I'm trying to avoid the word animated, but you do have to have a more animated performance. Yeah. And John Cusack gives the most like- He's pretty flat. Subtle, like flat performance. Yeah. I think he's he would in real life be relying on a lot of like subtle facial movements, but his performance is tough in this for me. Yeah, very bad. Very bad. Yeah. Whereas like you've got like, uh, you know, Hank Azaria is maybe the most prolific yeah. voice yeah. actor. And then- Chris Lloyd is just made for it. I think he knows, even yeah. in real life, he's driven, he over-dramatizes. He acts in real life like you should be a voice actor. So, yeah. it just I think it just hurt Cusack and, obviously, Meg Ryan, for me, that they were up against. I still stand by else. Meg in this role. I think Meg's really great in this role. I, I enjoy her performance. I think she she makes Anastasia feel like a real person in a unique way. I like her. I like her. But uh, has Goldblum ever done voice acting? Yeah. Prince of Egypt. Oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who is he in Prince of Egypt? Yeah. That's funny. He's Aaron. Oh, my God. I think he's built for voice acting in a unique way. Herod? No, he's Aaron. Oh, I was like, Herod's not even around. Those wouldn't overlap to pick homie. He's Aaron. I love that yeah, Moses is like, I have a speech impediment. Can I have someone else speak on my behalf? Much clearer speaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. Ooh, a, a um, fa- let's see. Okay, a so, fa- a pharaoh. Uh, yeah, we're going uh, to have to head this way. Um, I, go. Way. I, know, I know we see some water, Ooh, but we're going to have to break <laughs> that in half. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is Carolyn from Survivor on the podcast right now? <laughs> yeah, I don't Dude. know. She's great. That was such a My favorite Carolyn. moments are when it's not going to be, Carolyn it's only noise. for y'all. It's not good for <laughs> podcasting, but she'll be done talking and someone else will talk at Tribal and Carolyn from Survival will just be like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's amazing. 
She's great TV. She's great TV. This is not. She's honestly playing I, the game really well too. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, she knows this is not the last time she'll ever be on Survivor. Jeff no. Probst. No. Already waxed. He was like sneakily waxing poetically about her before they even talked about her on the podcast, which is a huge listen. Anyways. Yeah. Another Survivor aside. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know us. That CBS reality <laughs> is going to sneak classic, its way man. in classic. to every episode. <laughs> I think that. Um, th- this movie, I'm glad this movie made the list because there is so much went right, so much went wrong for this movie. It's a unique look. Because I think the other three movies in this series are so all around just strong. Yeah. With yeah. like very little downside. I think there's a there's a, a, a much larger gulf between the quality of Anastasia and the quality of the following three movies. Because the other three are DreamWorks. All three. And this one... Yeah, and this okay. one is Fox Animation. This was the first Fox Animation feature, and they really didn't produce that many uh, works after this. And then eventually, this movie was purchased by Disney, and then last year, all of Fox was purchased by Disney. So technically, Anastasia's a Disney princess now. now yeah, making but, the yeah. list for Forgotten for Spring Delirium was like, okay, I can't be that picky. Like, if it ever showed up on ABC or Fox, it's like, well, now there's nothing left. Yeah, right. I can't do this. So yeah, right now I, I I totally understand the. But I, the I do think there. the rest of the series I think is is quite a bit stronger than this one, and I think <clears throat> it might be because this is the only one that's trying to straight up do a Disney thing. Yeah, like this is we give our our princess an animal sidekick, we give our villain an animal sidekick. Yeah, we like, got this t- is very very much like this is Aladdin in a different font. Yeah. This is you know, exactly what Disney does. And it's just like, Anastasia just doesn't beat them at their own game. Yeah. Rasputin I think. almost so looks the other exactly three movies like, here change the game. Rasputin almost looks exactly like Jafar hiding himself as an old man. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, 100%. good. Um, Can we talk about the dog? Can we talk about Anastasia's Puka. dog? Puka. You know where Puka's they got pretty that? pretty adorable, to be honest. Those, you know where they got that name? Puka. You talking about me? You talking to me? Yeah. Yeah, I know where they got okay. that name. Puka. Wait, I don't. Harvey, Harvey, Harvey's a puka. The rabbit, Harvey. Have you seen Harvey with Jimmy Stewart, no. James Stewart? No. Dr- no. I think you'd like it, Jordan. But his imaginary friend is a puka, he explains, which is a shape-shifting creature. And Celtic folklore. I think puka might be like a spirit of some kind. It would be better if he was because then there would be something on the good guy side that's spiritual and magical too. Maybe. I think I it would balance know. the movie Cute and make it make more sense. Puka's oh, little howl when he It's like a Dimitri's puppy dead. and a rabbit had an emo child together. Yes, yeah. the hair. That haircut. If they did a real life uh, Anastasia, which I know they did, it's on Broadway. I- I'm trying to find a way that I think to say that Aubrey Plaza would make a great Puka. Oh, see, I think mm. Kate from John and Kate Plus 8, just because of the hair alone, I think she would be <laughs> an excellent choice. That would um, be good. But yeah, th- this movie is such a unique watching experience in 2023 because the animation does not hold up. The storyline is fine, I think, on its own. Um, you know, it's, it's totally passable. Um, the colors are really pretty. It's a pretty movie to watch. But the music is yeah. better than expected. So it, it's got all these different, yes. it's like every angle yeah. has going, a different score. Going up against Disney, if there was one thing that you had to do well to even be considered right. in the same conversation, it was the music. 
And I think that's why this movie has any popularity at all because the music owns. Yeah, right. I think even the worst, I think the worst song in the entire movie is Christopher Lloyd's villain song and it's pretty the good. The villain song. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's the that's <laughs> that the bar. baritone from that Beatle, man. Amazing. Yeah. From the Beatle. They were great. <laughs> they were great. Bugs. I love the bugs. Big fan of bugs. We all know this. Big bug fan. So that, that makes things easy. I think that's all I have to say about Anastasia. I think it is for me too. I think we've reached the that's end of the Anastasia uh, uh, discussion. Let's rate it using the scientific cinema scale, which is uh, perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy, buy that, that poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it. And last but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. There's a lot of movies I'll that I'll watch. Go ahead, Doge. There's a lot of movies that I'll watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give this a rent. This is a rent for me. Uh, it's fine. I think aggressively fine with some real standout moments, but it is fine. It's really a fine way <laughs> to spend your time. Yeah, totally. So I rented it. I rent it for $4. At no point was I like, I can't wait for this to be over. I, like I enjoyed right. every minute of watching it. It was just, there's some weirdness. And for that reason, I'm giving it a high stream. I think it, uh, and I mean that. It's available to stream if you have Hulu, so go do it. It is worth your time. It's a fun watch. The music alone is worth your time. But it, it really is, almost in spite of itself, a good movie. Um, yeah, I think definitely in spite of itself. Yeah. And so- I think this, like enjoying this movie is like hugging a porcupine. Like it, it's definitely going to take some work. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and it's, it's not great. for everybody. It's, it's a stream for me too. What I was going to say, or well, what I was going to copy Doge and say- there's a lot of movies that I'll watch just for a character or just for certain sections of it because I'm willing because they're so enjoyable. Luckily, the music is throughout. The villains are great. It's just there's so much screen time of my two least favorite parts in, in Meg and, and John that sure. it's a stream for me or else sure. it might be a rent. Yeah, that, that makes total sense to me. And again... I, it may, it does nothing but make me more stoked for the three DreamWorks movies in a row. DreamWorks, yeah. man, they need to they need a comeback. They're in desperate need of a comeback. The world needs DreamWorks as an antagonist to Disney and Pixar. Yeah, they've done How to Train Your Dragon, mm -hmm. but yeah, uh, it's, Iron Giant is not Iron Giant is not DreamWorks. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Warner Brothers. Warner. It's Amblin, yeah. right? Uh, no. Nope. Yeah. Warner Brothers feature animation. Oh, you, WB. Are you saying, because it's a Brad Bird directed movie. I'm curious what you mean by, what's Steven yeah. Spielberg's involvement in it, Carter? None. I thought he was a producer. Huh. Mm -mm. He was a producer of Land Before Time. Is that what you're thinking of? I thought it was both. I just want to prepare you, you two, and also our listeners, that when we get to Iron Giant, I'm going to be a mess. It's really yeah. hard for me. I don't. I don't really want to watch it again. It makes oh, me too so, sad. It's wonderful, though. It I've is, never seen it. It is the best kind of sad. It's beautiful. It seems like it seems really funny. It kind of like irreverent comedy. I Doge. It's such an excellent movie. I cannot wait. Yeah, for you I'm to really watch excited. It. 
I have almost watched it so many times. It's like Carter with John Wick. Like yeah. there have been so many times over the last like half decade that I've been like, I should watch the Iron Giant, but I just know it's going to be a podcast mm-hmm. one sometime. Yeah, we no have Spielberg affiliation. My bad, y'all. We have three great movies coming up, and also Mario, which I my money's on. Great. I kind of think Mario's Mario's going to be a ten out of ten. My money's on great for Mario. I just. My faith has been so fully restored in Nintendo over the last few months just based on things I like that they're doing that I, I just sort of think we're in for a real treat here. And I, I, I'm glad we get yeah. to do it together. I think it's going to be awesome. So tune in next week for uh, the Super Mario movie. It's going to be awesome. And then the week after that, we're moving on to Road to El Dorado. And uh, all I have not seen that since it came out. Really? I think it's the last time I saw it was… Too. We watched it in high school Spanish class because our teacher was gone for the day. And I guess the sub <laughs> the sub was like, this is sort of parallel, yeah. I suppose. I get it in my mind. I get it mixed up with Quest for Camelot because mm. they came out. I get like, it mixed up with Atlantis at the same time. Yeah. See, I think Atlantis and El Dorado share the most DNA of well, like- about a hidden city, sure. Yeah, but even sort of the ethos of the two movies. We'll talk about it, but- it, um, yeah, I might I might do a double header of Atlantis and El Dorado, and just we'll have a whole episode about it. Yeah, pretty soon. Pretty good. <laughs> uh, so that's all we got for you today. Uh, tune in next time. It's gonna be good stuff. Super Mario. It's a it's a me. Super Mario. It's a me, the guy. It's a me, the guy, the plumber. It's uh, a to me, end today's Donkey episode. Kong. <laughs> By the way, heavy rumors that Donkey Kong is getting a Breath of the Wild style open world 3D game on the Switch, modeled. Modeled the most closely after Donkey Kong 64, which is an excellent video game. Okay, cool. Very good. And yeah, so pretty it's in a, on some that. K rule up in here, dude. Pretty in on that. To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to give our name and what traditional Disney princess we would like to see go head to head in a duel with scrappy young Anya. Oh my. Wow. Winner take mind. all. Cave match. It's got to be 2D. Yeah, let's stick with 2D. Oh, no. Well, I was going to say Rapunzel. I was too. You would have beat me to it. Same story, basically. I already know. It's clear. Yep. There's one right answer. I'm Jordan, and I'd like to see her go head-to-head against Belle. Belle's taking that. No problem. Belle's scrappy. Anya's scrappy, but I just think think Belle wants it more. So I think she's going to take that. Probably five rounds. I'm Doge. Mulan's got it in the first 30 seconds. Yeah, that's because done. Sword, sword beats Because hands. sword. Mulan's combat trained. Yeah. Mulan is uh, so good. I could watch Mulan right now. I'm going to, I'm Carter. And I'm going to say Jasmine. Mm. I think it's funny because it's like, Anastasia will be like, well, yeah, but I've got a buddy. Here comes Puka. But then <laughs> Jasmine's like, tiger. as do I. <laughs> and then it's, it's, Carnage. I would look away at that point and just assume I know who won. Don't want to see the tiger get shredded? Yeah. Don't want to see the tiger get shredded. Too much respect for tigers. I feel the same way. Mm -hmm.